It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Welcome to Powering Through Life on the Divas That Care Network. I'm your host, Teresa Sims, and I'm a transformational life coach, an award-winning author, and a multiple number one best-selling co-author. Each week on Powering Through Life, my guests and I will discuss a special topic that is close to their heart. Together, we will explore the challenges they have faced in life and learn what strategies and tools they have used to power through their lives. So welcome to Powering Through Life. Hey, and welcome to Powering Through Life. Today, I have a really incredible guest, a friend of mine, actually, and her name is Marsha Barona. And Marsha is a happily married mom of two. She enjoys movies, music, and wine. Ooh, that's that's a good start. She's also an avid foodie and cooks just about everything from fresh from fresh and scratch using organic regional products that she can get whenever they're available. As a competitive figure skater for 14 years her in her youth and having always been active in other ways as well, including countless years of karate and ballroom Latin dancing, ooh, Marsha believes having fun should be part of our fitness plan along with going to the gym and working out at home. Marsha, this sounds like a fantastic topic. So welcome to Powering Through Life. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I'm so glad you're here too. We finally get to do this and it's exciting because we're in the same city and we're doing it virtually, but that's okay because it works, doesn't it? It's what we have to do right now. Exactly. So I love the topic we were going to discuss today, overcoming fear stepping outside of your comfort zone to achieve your goals and your dreams. Ooh, that's a good one. Do you want to elaborate a little bit on that? Well, I think it's important for people to recognize and celebrate that through life from childhood to adult, we do push ourselves outside of our comfort zones in order to become the people that we are and to achieve the goals that we've set for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Very true. Very true. So tell us what you were like as a young person. Let's start from that aspect. (laughs) Uh, Well, I was definitely quiet. I was very shy. I was introspective. Um, I was very creative, artistically expressive. Uh, I was fascinated with Victorian costume, um, very formal types of things in life like... um, you know, table settings and uh, fabrics and, you know, things of beauty, art. Um, my mom always says I was born in the wrong time. She said I should have been born back in the Victorian era. Um, now as an adult, I'm not so sure about that with the struggles that they went through. Um, but definitely I, I like the formality um, of the time. Uh, she always uh, says, too, that I was a very deep thinker, even as a, a very young child. Um, and who knew? I grew up to love philosophy and sociology. So, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, you know, I have to say that I have that love of Victorian era with you, because that is, 
you know, I absolutely love that time too. I don't think I would fit too well in the dresses, but you know. Yeah, and not in the summer heat. Yeah, exactly. And all that hair too. But, you yeah. know, it, it's, it's nice to, to have a tie to some kind of history. Like who knows, maybe it was a former life or something like that. But mm-hmm. yeah. So Massive what did you go on to do when you were a young person? You mentioned in your bio, some karate and ballroom dancing and yeah. I just loved movement and expression. And um, I think from the figure skating, of course, being alone on the piece of ice, you know, the tranquility, the knowledge that you're the only one there, you can move your body in any way that you want, fast or slow, powerful movements, graceful movements, and just interpret the music or no sound at all. Um, It's just a very free space uh, for you to be in and be yourself and express that part of you. Uh, Whereas uh, I really appreciated the years of karate because it is so beautiful as well, but in a different way. And you are learning to perfect very tiny movements and postures uh, with your body. And there's a respect for your body. There's a respect for movement and space. Um, and of course it is a martial art. So you're also respecting, um, the playing field, if you will, respecting and honoring the past, um, the traditions, uh, and the culture surrounding that. So, um, it's a body, mind, spirit, uh, type of thing. Uh, and then of course with the ballroom dancing and the other kinds of, um, dancing, It's just, again, another way of freely moving your body to music or not, and it is uh, expressing yourself in different ways. And of course, they're all really fun ways of getting physical activity. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I I know I used to dance a lot when I was younger, like in my teens and, well, big disco era and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I noticed that now that we can't go out to these places and dance, well, the last few years, I mean, where do you go to dance, really? Uh, Mm -hmm. weddings and parties and things like that but you don't really get a chance to do that so much anymore and that's what I find is missing because I realize now that was such a massive form of exercise for me and I know that when I'm feeling down or or not feeling myself putting music on that I love absolutely just lifts your energy levels and makes you want to move and it makes the task whatever you're doing with it seem minuscule right so like if we're last time we did it uh we were painting a spare bedroom in the house and we had the stereo blaring and we're both in there painting this room and it just it was like play it didn't really uh you know it wasn't like doing a job kind of thing but it's fun isn't it it is it is and just going allowing your body to make the movements that flow along with the music is an incredible gift you can give to yourself because you're allowing your inner person, your inner child to just play. Mm -hmm. Isn't it? So true. Yeah. So at what point in your life did you start to challenge yourself and what did you do and how did you do it? Uh, It was really early on. Um, I believe I was about 10 and music has always been a really big part of my life. My father was a, a, a band member before I was born and, and continued, you know, well into my teens. 
uh, who's a drummer, a singer, uh, very talented. And so music was always on in our house. Um, and we were encouraged to, to, uh, to perform, play instruments and sing. Um, so I was inspired to sing at the summer church picnic. Uh, I think I was around 10 years old. I was so excited to perform. I was inspired. Uh, I was going to sing uh, Whitney Houston. <laughs> um, you know, the children are our future. You know, it was a great song anyway. Um, but I was absolutely terrified. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course, that goes along with it. <laughs> Even though I practiced and practiced and practiced and I had been singing pretty much all of my life, you know, up to that point, at the ripe old age of 10. Um, but this was the first time that I was going to be actually performing, um, you know, in front of a crowd and they were expecting something of me. Uh, and so it was, it was pretty terrifying, pretty scary. And how did it go? But I did it. And I loved it and was, you know, praised widely for it. And so that made, you know, things a little bit better. And I was prepared to do it um, again and again. Um, so that was that. But I didn't want to miss out on opportunities in life. And I think I realized, and this is part of the introspective part that my mom always talked about, that I had an awareness, even at a very young age. Um, and I knew that 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 was going to hold me back. And so that fire that I had in my heart and my soul, I knew that I needed to let it out. Um, and I wanted to accomplish things and I was determined to do them. So a little later uh, in around grade seven, I think, um, I decided to run for student council, which for a very shy person is a crazy thing to do. <laughs> Because you have to campaign, you have to write speeches, you have to talk to people and, you know, do all of these things. So I decided to run and I had to make a speech and I had to get up on the stage and deliver my speech. I didn't win, but I felt good that I forced myself to do that because I was proud inside that I'd had a goal and that I'd overcome my fear, I'd pushed myself to do it. And even if I didn't win, I did it. And I was really you know, proud of that at that moment. Um, and that led on to other things. Of course, in high school, I was in the show band uh, because of my love of music and singing. I was um, a front singer. And again, I didn't wanna miss out on opportunities for travel with that group. Um, my parents couldn't afford to send me on the trips. Uh, that were offered. So once again, I had to push myself out of my comfort zone and I had to do fundraising. It was the only way I was going to get to go. So on my own steam, I was able to pay for those trips uh, to perform live at Universal Studios in Florida. I also performed live on Bourbon Street in New Orleans. Uh, and I also went on a few years later to uh, go on to an exchange program to France um, all through pushing myself out of my comfort zone and doing the fundraising required. That is, uh, that's an amazing journey. So as a young person, those were pretty major milestones. Yeah. Um, so I quickly learned that I had the power to fulfill my dreams, that I had to work for it really hard and I had to push for it. It was never easy, um, but I taught myself determination um, 
you know, those things continued to happen throughout my life. Um, before I was married the first time after university, I wanted to travel a little bit and get some experience. So I went by myself with, uh, you know, $1,000, I think, in my pocket and not knowing a soul, not having a job. And I flew to Japan and I was determined to teach English and get some experience. So within two days, I had a job, I had an apartment, and within a week, I had furniture and appliances and everything else. Wow. And uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a pretty scary um, time boarding that plane, saying goodbye to my family, because uh, I was absolutely terrified uh, with my heart up in my throat. But I did it, and two years after that, um, you know, I had paid off all my student loans from school. I had saved enough money to buy a car, put a down payment on a house, start my first RRSPs. And I was just ecstatic with where my life was going at that point. That is an amazing so, journey you've been through so far. Like, I mean, that, again, you've, over, you know, you took your challenges and just faced them head on. And it's amazing what you can accomplish when you want something bad enough it is and, in and a lot i of definitely cases, ramped so. up those challenges <laughs> <laughs> yeah those are big ones but yeah. you know it's amazing what we can accomplish when we take fear out of the equation and or when you decide that fear is okay yeah. it's okay for me to be afraid but i feel like this is the right thing to do yeah and nothing is going to hold me back i'm going to do it anyway yeah um, because fear is part of our lives. You have to know when to listen to the fear and say, you know what, that's a reasonable fear and acknowledge that and say, you know what, maybe this isn't the best choice. Maybe I'm not going to decide to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, and when to look at that fear and say, you know what, I honor you. I hear you. I honor you. Um, but I think the gain is going to be worth more than if I decided not to. So I'm going to go for it this time. Yeah. It's exactly. all about listening to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You need to weigh out whether the fear is a fear of um, your life is being threatened or just, I'm afraid to do something, but you know, you, you need to question yourself and you know, if, if you want it bad enough, the sky's the limit or Absolutely. China, Japan's the limit, whatever. But <laughs> So that is great. I mean, you've really challenged yourself over the years and come out shining. And how does that translate into how you how you help your clients and your in your business today? Uh, well, it started um, probably you know fifteen years ago. So I'm university educated. I went to Western for sociology, philosophy. I studied three languages as well: um, French. Spanish and Japanese, of course, I knew I was going to Japan, so I wanted to study for a year beforehand. Um, but I wanted another skill set after deciding to be unemployed. <laughs> I was working for a, a multinational company at the time, and they were consolidating their apartments. Mine was being moved to the U.S., 
they didn't want me to leave the company, so they offered me a relocation package. It was very generous and, and very um, tempting. But I just knew in my gut it wasn't what I, what I wanted to do at that point. So I declined and uh, became voluntarily unemployed <laughs> and decided to go back to school. I wanted a new skill set. Um, my first marriage was ending at that point, and I wanted to just really start over and redefine who I was. Mm -hmm. And so I scrimped and saved and lived the student life and studied like crazy into the wee hours and came out two years later on top of my class with an honors diploma and several very high level certifications um, that of course are now benefiting my clients. I just decided if I was gonna do it, I was gonna be the best I could be. Um, and that led to really great satisfaction for me. Mm -hmm. um, at the time, of course, I met my husband and we hit it off really quickly and things moved along really fast and I got pregnant with our first child right after I finished my certifications. Oh, <laughs> well, sometimes things are meant to be. Things <laughs> happen for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, so I was taking private clients at that point um, and it was really difficult uh, to have the little one. Um, so I took some time off and then um, when I had my second, I decided to go back to work um, in the corporate world for a little bit and found a job I absolutely loved with clients that I sincerely adored. Uh, and I was there for five years and got great satisfaction uh, out of that. Mm -hmm. um, but some decisions had to be made. And um, after that, I decided to go back into business for myself. And that was just uh, two years ago now, almost two years ago. Oh, wow. So even though I have a really broad knowledge base to pull from, I'm always learning. And each client brings a new challenge. And I'm really dedicated sincerely to doing my best for them. Um, I want them to know that this is not just a job for me. It is my passion and that I truly care about helping them to meet their health and wellness goals. Um, whether that's performance goals, whether that's nutrition goals, whether that's something to do with one of the other eight components of wellness, emotional, mental, spiritual, whatever that might be. Um, and I'm no stranger to research and that actually gives me um, the opportunity to make the best experience for my client because I'm willing to go the extra mile. Um, there are no cookie cutter programs with me. Each one is a very personalized solution for the individual or family or group client that I'm, I'm with. That's fantastic. I, you know, it's the non cookie cutter thing is great because we're not all the same. We're not all at the same stages in life. We don't all have the same issues. So knowing and getting to know what the real core of the issue is with your clients and then developing a program for them is fantastic. That, that must take an awful lot of work, but I, I do the same thing and I know it's so worth it, isn't it? It is because when your client gets to that goal and they can honestly say that you made it easier for them and you helped to make them successful and now they're going to be healthy and well and living their best life, 
it, it just doesn't get better than that. You can't feel better than that at the end of the day when you have helped someone in a very real and tangible way to change their life. Yeah. And for that person to, you know, the results they get, they must just feel like they have a new lease on life and the world is on, is their playground. They can go dance anywhere they want. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so what would you, what would be three tips that you would tell someone uh, on average that would come to you for some help? What would you suggest? So if I come to you right now, I have a back injury. So I come to you right now and my mobility is fairly limited at the moment. What would you do? What would you tell me or suggest? Uh, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first thing that any client needs to do is to really narrow down and pinpoint what are the issues that you want to address. What are the specific goals that you want to achieve? And we, I have a, a way that I, I ask questions and try to help them specify what those things might be. So that's number one is just actually going through the task of finding out what is it that you want to accomplish. And sometimes that can take a bit to get right down to the nitty gritty. Um, because not only do you need to know what you want to accomplish, but you need to know why, how it affects your life right now and what would be different if it changed. And also what's going to happen if you can't accomplish that goal. Mm -hmm. It's good to, those, have, to have the plan. Yeah. So all of those things taken into account will help us to design a plan for you, but also to have a plan for when things don't go as planned. Mm -hmm. So that if something happens and you can't meet a daily goal, a weekly goal, you know, or you can't, you know, um, accomplish something in the middle, you already have a plan for how to deal with that thing when it comes up because we've thought about that in advance. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. There's yeah. the forethought of knowing that the best plan in the world uh, doesn't mean anything unless you can accompany that with the forethought to know that nothing is perfect and no person is perfect. And, you know, maybe I decide not to do my workout today, but is that a loss or is that a win? because you didn't have a good sleep the night before and you're not going to perform at your best. You're not mentally prepared. You're exhausted. So isn't it a win that you didn't do your workout that day and you allowed yourself to sleep a little bit longer so that you could take care of yourself? Mm -hmm. All part of self-care, isn't it? Exactly. So I do try also to help people reframe what they think is a loss when it, when it could potentially be a win because we get so, um, we batter ourselves so badly and punish ourselves and all that negative talk, um, you know, when it doesn't have to be necessarily, you could look at that in a positive way and say, you know what? I chose not to do that. Why? Because I wanted to take care of myself in the way that I needed to 
at that moment in time. So why beat yourself up? Because you made a good choice not to stick to your program that day. Yeah. As long as you recognize that, you know, that's today, tomorrow we'll try again and, or not try tomorrow will be a different day. And, you know, everything could be totally different than the day I chose to not do my workout. So tomorrow I could feel better. I could feel like a million and a half dollars and I'll go do my workout and I'm not going to beat myself up for not doing it yesterday because I needed that day to recover. Exactly. And you don't know when that's going to come up. It's not going to be part of your plan. Yeah. Um, Maybe after you wake up from, you know, from the extra sleep, you'll feel like doing it and you'll do it anyway. Yeah. Maybe you won't do the full thing. Maybe in the afternoon you'll do half of it or you'll do something else that's active, you know, to replace that activity. And you're no further behind. You haven't thrown yourself off the rails you can still be successful and you can still consider that day a win. Um, So I think to, I, I have compassion. I have understanding for my clients and I encourage them to have compassion and understanding for themselves and be realistic that we are human. And I think that's part of what sets me apart uh, from some of my colleagues uh, and or competitors in, in the business is that, I think we can't be so rigid and we can't be cookie cutter and we can't um, see a change in course as a failure. I would totally agree with that because we are all unique. We are all different. There is no one size fits all. Really, there isn't. And knowing what your capabilities are, what your limitations are and what your goals are is the first task of knowing where you're going to end up and how you're going to get there and then sitting with you and making a plan as to how they're going to get there and achieve the success they want is perfect. It's honestly Mm -hmm. a great way to do it. And I, I appreciate your philosophies on, um, you know, taking the personal aspect and the person's uh, mindset and everything else that goes along with that into play because Mm -hmm. it's not just, the body it's mind body spirit it's all one and we all have to learn to work with all three of those at the same time exactly yeah i know for myself with my injuries i can make the choice one day of going outside and gardening knowing that tomorrow i'm going to be so sore i won't be able to move because my back will be acting up but that's a conscious choice i've made because i need that connection with mother earth, mother nature, all that sort of thing. It makes my soul happy Mm -hmm. to be out gardening. It's the farmer in me. I can't help it. But (laughs) I choose to do that action that day, even though I know tomorrow it's going to be flared up. But I'm okay with that because it's my choice. Exactly. You know, so we have to take a lot of things into consideration when we're looking at our health, our wellness, our mental health, you know, our physical well-being all that don't we Mm -hmm. absolutely that's fantastic so do you have um you have programs that are going on or do you just do everyone as a unique individual entity uh well i do have a lot of different classes and courses that i offer um because of the wide range of 
uh, I guess, education and, and skills that I have. So um, I have things like the Bone Fit course, that's a falls prevention and uh, bone strength program that, uh, that I have certification through Osteoporosis Canada to run for uh, 55 plus. So I often run one or two levels of that uh, here in Woodstock uh, every quarter. So you can look for that. Um, but I also have things like uh, a new workshop I just launched online is uh, Spring Cleaning Naturally with Essential Oils. Um, I'm a true believer in, in the power of essential oils. So you'll see lots of things uh, about that um, on my profiles as well if you look at social media. Um, but I am developing a fit and fabulous program also that will be available online. But once we get back to our social normal and we're able to see people in person, uh, we'll be also running that program locally and people will be able to join the group for that too. Good to so, know. I, I'm going to have to check that out. Please send me the links. <laughs> I will. Uh, but lots of things going on and also I know things have been delayed and moved with a lot of events and things uh, publicly but uh, I'm hoping that our date won't have to change for the uh, upcoming Women in Motion conference uh, second annual event um, end of January for 2021 we'll see what happens uh, with all this craziness and see about dates, but uh, for now, I have no plans to change the date uh, unless things come up, uh, you know, throughout this this whole COVID situation. Yeah, things do happen, and I just think we just have to go with the flow and make the plans. And if the date changes, well, we just move. Then, the date. yeah, then it has to change. Nothing we can do, really, right? <laughs> Is there, that's fantastic. And how can someone get in touch with you, Marcia? Uh, so I have uh, the website is www.synergywellnesspro.ca. Um, that's our website. And on Facebook and Instagram, there's Synergy Wellness Pro. Um, and also the other two offshoots is Synergy Aromatherapy and Synergy Bars and Truffles. Mm, wonderful. And I've actually made a couple of your recipes that you put out and uh, the, oh, strawberry, the strawberry squares, uh, strawberry yes. granola squares, whatever they were. Yeah. The <laughs> Which were they? Strawberry lemon granola bites. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Delicious delicious oh, i'm glad you like them yeah yeah that's fantastic so listen everyone get in touch with marcia and find out about her synergy wellness programs and her cooking and all the aromatherapy she does she is a little dynamo here sorry about the little aspect but <laughs> she is a dynamo here in woodstock and get in touch with her and learn more about what she does and how she could potentially help you get more movement back into your life to live the life of your dreams, right? Absolutely. Do you have a quote or anything that you'd like to leave us with? Uh, well, one of my favorites that I've had, you know, ever since university and in my philosophy days, um, it's one from Socrates. And you often hear people saying everything happens for a reason. Um, but one of my favorite quotes uh, by Socrates is an unexamined life 
is not worth living. Oh, that's good. That's a good food for thought for today, isn't it? And it doesn't mean that life is not worth living in itself. What it means is that we need to constantly re-examine what we're doing, why we're doing it, and be passionate about the life that we're living. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. That's fantastic. Thank you, Marcia, for sharing today with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. Yeah, we will have to do it again. And, and since we're doing everything virtually, it's, it's all possible, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you for being a, a fabulous guest today on Powering Through Life. And I will have all of your contact information and um, your quote and your topic put up with the segment. And I look forward to sharing this with everyone because you know what, we all need more movement and motion in our lives and getting out there and just dancing, having fun and playing brings a, a whole new mindset to us, doesn't it? It does. I just hope I can be an inspiration to someone somewhere to get moving and live better. Well, I think you've inspired me for today. So thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. There we go. Well, thanks again. And we will talk to all of you on Powering Through Life again soon. Thanks. Well, Davis, that brings to a close another great, inspiring interview on Powering Through Life. Thank you to my incredible guests for sharing your story with us. Divas, if you would like to connect with my guests, just go to divasatcare.com, click on my picture at the top, that's Teresa Sims, and there you can access all of my interviews. Don't be shy, reach out if you have any questions, or simply just leave us a comment. Also, you can contact me at my website, that's teresasims.com. Thank you for listening to Powering Through Life on the Divas That Care Network. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.